welcome to Super Duper Stitches. Uh oh, it's gonna autoplay. Oh god. From I'll just eat until I'm dead, probably. Good lord. Uh sounds about right though. The paranormal podcast that will never know what they're doing and that does go why Ostensibly science stuff. Yeah, I guess that's probably all we need to say. Look at spooky stuff. Science happens. We're scientists. He's Jake. I'm. Wait. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, you're Wyatt. I'm got so you. confused. I got you. Uh, Am you, I Wyatt? No. This whole time. Can't be right. That'd be a big reveal. I'll save that reveal for another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um. And uh, yeah, we're back again. This week we are diving into. Uh, we're back on our shit again. Yes. <laughs> We're, we're back on that old dump. We, we kind of teased it uh, last week, I think. We decided we, we wanted to do... As by explicitly stating what we were talking yes. about. <laughs> you know, a, a teaser, you know. <laughs> uh, where we said that we we're going to do our favorite things, which for you is Sasquatch stuff. For, for me is kind of ghoul stuff. stuff. So that's what we'll be talking about. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys are similarly enthusiastic. Otherwise, <laughs> tune out right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get into that, we yes. have... We have a very special beer today. Yeah, it's um, an complete, unmarked can. It's just a blank can. Should probably take a picture of it at some point. Yeah, we can do that. It, just imagine a can with nothing on it. That's what it is. It is from Throwback Brewery, which uh, makes only good beer, pretty much. Yeah, so we can't really lose here, assuming it is beer. Yes. We opened it earlier, and it did make the normal noise that uh, you know a can of beer would make screaming. upon opening. Yeah. Loud screaming. And now we'll do a quick pour. I'm going to put the mic down so that I don't pour it like a weirdo. I'll put the mic up to it. That's some good audio. <laughs> Completely silent pour. All right. The ghost pour. The ghost pour. What I should have done instead was held your mic up to your face so we could just both say stuff while I this is happening. what it looks like. It's beer colored. No, it's kind of a, a deep amber. Yeah, not much, not much fizz to it. Could just be an it's old flat, beer that they yeah. didn't want to sell. We got this from good friend of the show, Katie, who happens to be a farmer. Has she listened to the show yet? I don't know. Okay. That's pretty good. That is good. It's a... Uh, oh, it's got some kind of a fruity aftertaste oh, to it. Oh, hmm. my. No, I don't know what that is. I was going to say a New England IPA of some kind, but now it's... No, I'm not so sure. Gone so very tropical at the end. It's still definitely ipa yeah but i don't know what that is is it mango what is mango that? yeah it's like if you mixed an ipa with a capri sun is kind of how i would <laughs> ex- describe this flavor <laughs> not but, in a bad way good. yeah yeah <laughs> not in a bad way um, cool well thank you katie yes thank you very much now you're going first this week i am but before that i do have a quick update oh on? Uh, i was planning to further defer these specific updates until another episode or two from now but should i get my opera tickets out and high class garb i think so oh we boy. received an email that forced my hand that's right we finally have our first direct account oh, of shit. an encounter with the phantom of the chicago That's the other one. I know, I know. I just wanted to make a noise. Uh, Do you know anything about this email we got? Nope, I have not. This is from Sean Wayne Kulisuskis. An email with the subject line, Phantom of the Chicago, my dudes. I like this already. Let me just begin. All right. What the fuck is up, my dudes? (laughs) Yo, long time listener out of Chi-Town. Jake, my man, you've been talking about the Phantom of the Chicago for a while, and I thought that I would share this little tale with you. (laughs) Now, to start off, I'm a fucking badass. I lift weights like a motherfucker and can crush full beer cans with my head. 
Try that shit, man. It's no joke. It really hurts, too. <laughs> I did try it this weekend and spent most of the weekend unconscious. Oh. Uh, my friends call me many different names, like Fire Killer, because I ate a lit match one time. Uh, biggest Dick Guy. Like, I have the biggest dick. Not that I am the biggest dick, you feel? And Good Looking, but will whip your ass. This dude is the total package so far. Yes. My real name is Sean Wayne Kulasuskis, but I think my other names are better, so I go by those, you feel? I think my dad was trying to name me after John Wayne, but he really shit the bed on that one on account of him being foreign as hell and probably drunk at the time. He is like a shopaholic, but for alcohol, you feel? So anyways, I'm extremely <laughs> tough, uh, have a huge penis, and I'm also extremely good looking for the ladies. Is this guy the Phantom of Chicago? <laughs> I don't think so, but there is an outside possibility that this is all a clever cover for that. Uh, just so happens that I was chilling with three extremely fine babes on that fateful evening. <laughs> we were just chilling by a lake during, uh, drinking a fifth of Malibu. What do you call them? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yeah. <laughs> we're just chilling by a lake drinking a fifth of Malibu in a forest preserve in the southwest suburbs. <laughs> Now, I usually don't go out of the city. I'm Chi-Town for life. I got it tatted in three different places. But the babes live out there, so what are you going to do, you know? It was past park hours and getting dark, but I don't fuck with rules, so fuck it. We were just hanging, smoking, and drinking when all of a sudden we heard a rustle from the trees nearby. The babes started clucking about it, and I knew I had to step up. Oh, Jesus. I'm scared of nothing and extremely well built, so I walk over to the bushes and say, like, Hello. The bushes rustled again. It was dark as hell by this point, so I walked in a little closer. One of the babes, Bethany, started to follow me in. I told her to cool her jets because this is grade A man <laughs> shit. Cool your jets, Bethany. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she didn't listen because she's an idiot. I got in a little closer and saw some fur. I thought first it must be a dog. I poured a little Malibu on the ground by it to show that I was cool. But when I said, yo, take a shot, brother, the fucking thing turned around and let out a huge yell. What? What is happening? He, um, I'll read that part again. I got in a little closer and saw some fur. Right. I thought first it must be a dog. Yep. I poured a little Malibu on the ground uh-huh. by it to show that I was cool. But when I said, yo, take a shot, brother, the fucking thing turned around and let out a huge yell. Okay. Its body was huge and covered in black fur. My first instinct was to see if it had a cock. I looked down and saw that it had a giant bush and either had a really tiny dick or a huge vagina. I am unsure. Sorry to let you down. Fire killer, a.k.a. biggest dick guy. It's all right. We deeply appreciate your efforts here. Was that the full thing? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, I thought he was leaving it at that. <laughs> no, no. He, let us, um, he just wasn't able he to was identify He was doing due diligence. Yes, exactly. yes, of course, of course. Um, its eyes were red as hell. Not red like from smoking loud weed, but like they were glowing. <laughs> its face was very rat-like, but it had wings. Now, I know that things like spiders, rats, beetles, and cockroaches are all classified as bugs, but let me tell you, this is one fucked up bug, my dude. <laughs> so he has some taxonomy this guy, Yeah, I mean, uh, clearly. Anyway, this thing starts hollering like a fucking Comanche, and I scream at it like, yo, use your library voice. The thing climbed up to the top branch of a tree faster than a damn fireman going down a fire pole, but in reverse. <laughs> it keeps yelling at us, and the babes are fucking losing it, but not at me due to my extreme toughness slash coolness under pressure. <laughs> The thing then spread its wings and tried to take off, but one of them <laughs> was crumpled up kind of and it fell like a rock to the ground and stopped moving. Mm-hmm. I thought a fall like that would ice it for sure and started to take a, my huge dick out to pee-pee on it. All of a sudden, <laughs> it pops up and starts coming at uh, towards us, bitching and wailing like a son of a bitch. I immediately grabbed Bethany and launched her at the thing out of self-defense. I'm pretty sure it ate her. Good move. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it ate her, but I wasn't going to stay around to find out. You feel me? Oh, I feel you. I turned around and ran, but right away I tripped and fell and scraped up my hands and knees pretty bad. That put me pretty much down for the count. <laughs> I screamed to the other babes to come help me. I was going to toss them to this thing so it would eat them before me, but they were already long gone. <laughs> I got out my phone and dialed 911. They picked up and were like, what's your emergency? And I was like, there's a giant fucking bug eating my friends. Pretty good. One thing you should know is that when I first got my phone, I tried to get the number area code 244-3425 that spells big dick on the keypad. <laughs> Unfortunately, that number was already taken. 
The only one they had was close was enough was area code eight four eight three four two five, which is tit dick, <laughs> which is also pretty cool and close enough, so I took it. Why not? Well the ninety nine one lady nine one one lady said uh I did not know the information, and when I kept telling her to call me at tit dick, she hung up. <laughs> I bet the lucky motherfucker that got big dick doesn't even know it. It looked like that was it for your close friend, the fire killer. I was making my peace with G.O.D. and trying to kill the bottle of Malibu, and suddenly <laughs> I saw a flash of bright lights. A forest ranger came and shined his searchlight on me. The light must have scared the thing away, because when I looked around, it was gone. The police got out of his car and was like, hey, come here, and that's when I realized it was dark and I wasn't allowed there. I thanked the good man and took off into the forest like a motherfucker, and that was it. <laughs> the next day, I was so freaked out, I didn't know what to do. I was even more freaked out when I saw Bethany alive and well. Oh, no. I went to her and was like, yeah, what the fuck happened? How did you survive, my man? And she was like, Sean Wayne, you idiot. You're never allowed to take mushrooms again. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, my man? And she was like, yeah, you ate like six ounces of mushrooms because you said they don't do shit to you, which, by the way, they don't. And then you started <laughs> losing your shit over a lawn chair some guy left at the park. I was like, word? And she was like, seriously, you pushed me into it and then fell over trying to run away. It really hurt. I don't believe for her for shit. First and foremost, mushrooms seriously don't do shit to me. Mind over matter, my dudes. That bitch got eaten by the thing and now she fucking works for it. Mm -hmm. Definitely a conspiracy. Let that bro Lon Strickler know that I'm down for an interview and for a hundred bucks I will take him to the place, but he better be armed to the teeth because fuck that, you know? <laughs> anyway, that's my story, boys, and I hope this email finds you, uh, both you bros doing solid. Let me know if you guys are ever in Chicago. I'd love to tear it up with you guys, and you guys always got a place to stay if you don't mind the YMCA. I got a bottle of Bacardi <laughs> Raz that I've been saving that we can go to town on. I usually save that stuff for the base, but every saving now and it. then I treat myself. Bacardi or, Raz. Or if you're looking for something more pussy, I have a 2011 Poggio de Soto Brunello de Montalcino I can dust off. <laughs> uh, we don't need anything fancy. I mean, if you that's totally fine. But no, maybe Bacardi you, Raz is what we're drinking off If you have a, like, something else, like you know, a little when live at 25 or something, mm -hmm. that's cool too. That's fine. Let me know and keep up the good work. I will be your eyes and ears on the ground here in the shy. <laughs> and please warn your listeners that Chicago is dangerous, and if my story can do any help in saving others, it will be my fucking honor. If there's one thing to take away from this experience, it is this. <laughs> Fuck bugs. Your boy, Firekiller Kulisuskis. Wow. Firekiller, thank you so much. Yes. So I don't um, know about you, Wyatt, but I think it's safe to declare... Good looking, but we'll whip your ass, Kulisuskis, our official super duper precious Chicago correspondent. He's our man on the ground. Yeah, yeah it's true. With his head in the clouds, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Um, but no, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, that was rad. Uh, well, I guess no better way to start the day than that update. Um, yeah. It is 6 a.m., by the way, we're recording, drinking this yeah, beer. Yeah, we nice this. and early. We usually <laughs> do the podcast uh, in the early morning, and here we are doing that again. Mm -hmm. So I'll just jump in. <laughs> So, the Yowie. The Yowie. Have you heard of the Yowie? Australian Sasquatch. Quite so. The end. <laughs> I've just typed those words out <laughs> on my page in like size 300 font. <laughs> uh, just recently, January 25th of this very year, hmm. uh, there was... Burns Night. Burns Night. Robert Burns, the bard. Mm. His birthday. Oh. Go figure. I thought you were Scottish, Wyatt. You Fuck nerd. you, man. You let me down, man. Ah. How's that? Is that <laughs> all right. good? All right. I think we're, no, Am better. I back? Yeah. All right. Thank God. <laughs> so, uh, news.com.au, which is like one of the major pipelines of quote-unquote true news. Somehow it just sounds super fake, though. I it totally know. does. News.com. <laughs> dot real. Dot Australia. <laughs> A delivery driver who says a hulking yaoi thumped the bonnet, basically the front, of his truck has been plagued 
by nightmares and Mm -hmm. says spotting the creature was the worst experience of his life. The 53-year-old has told of a terrifying encounter with Australia's version of Bigfoot while driving through a bushy part of the Gold Coast hinterland last November. The truckie, who wants to be identified only as Gary, described how he was forced to slam on the brakes when the creature emerged from the bush in broad daylight at Witherin. He eyeballed the three-meter-tall Yowie before it thumped the bonnet of his truck before vanishing into the dense forest. Quote, it was the worst thing that has ever happened to me, he told the Gold Coast Bulletin. I tried to push it to the back of my head and think, that was freaky, but it just can't be real. I just couldn't get it out of my mind. I was having trouble sleeping at night. Gary said that prior to his encounter, he never believed in such creatures and was fearful of people's reactions to his story, including what his wife would make of it. But in the end, she believed him, he said. In an unfortunate coincidence, the dash cam on Gary's truck was being serviced on the day of the sighting. Oh, no. And he didn't manage to reach for a camera in time. Um, it turns out you can actually, I'll, I'll have a link to the actual interview he does with, what's the guy's name? Bringing the slow down. Where is the name that I'm looking for? <laughs> Dean Harrison. Dean Harrison, who holds interviews with many different folks uh, who say they've seen something basically so Hmm. he like aggregates these and he has a web page where you can listen to all of them including this uh gary character and it's a very cool this character um it's a very cool interview he sounds legit Hmm. so you know kind of cut to the chase here but you've kind of heard it before there's nothing that we can say scientifically to support that a yaoi or any kind of bigfoot exists but people consistently say they've experienced something and when they retell their tale it's clear that they were quite upset by something something um i so as far as not having anything scientific to say i think there is one thing we can say i was thinking of it during his story i tend to dismiss sasquatch stories outright until sometimes you found some that are kind of convincing to me but mm-hmm. for the most part i just like yeah no mostly based on um phylogeography kind of stuff like mm-hmm. where great apes have lived and things like that mm-hmm. orangutans live down in indonesia that kind of area and right stuff. southeast asia southeast asia and like into the islands going down that way so it's also the it's, ancestral lands of gigantopithecus there you go so it would not be so out of the realm of possibility for something to make its way to australia and just be there so right. i will uh keep an opener mind than i otherwise might during the course of this particular segment very groovy um so to continue gary's story the dash cam's broken. The whole thing lasted for five seconds, Gary says, and you are staring at this monster in the face, watching it to make sure it isn't going to step around at you. Scariest vine ever. Yes. <laughs> you are scared for your life, not grabbing for a camera. Gary has only driven uh, Beachmont Road once since his encounter and says he doesn't believe he'll ever spot his hairy friend again. Quote, I figure it is a one in a million thing. Lightning doesn't strike twice. On the other hand, I would like to see it with a camera just to prove it, he said. Gary told a story to Australia's Yowie hunter, Dean Harrison, I guess I could have just read further on my own content, who has been (laughs) logging Yowie sightings across the nation for about 20 years. Mr. Harrison believes Yowies are out there, uh, with most sightings following the line of the Great Dividing Range, telling the Australian Associated Press, quote, people should be vigilant and aware these things do exist. So, of course, that's his belief. Hmm. Um, So, right, the Yowie, Australia's Bigfoot, in so many ways, uh, comparable phenomenon to Sasquatch in North America just better at surfing am i right um just as there are accounts of early colonial settlers and pioneers learning of sasquatch through the warnings and tales of indigenous peoples here 
European contact with the Yowie is said to have begun with the arrival of the first fleet in Sydney Cove in 1788. Aborigines often warned British settlers to be aware of ape-like creatures lurking in the mountains and deep forests of the continent. One particular account, which reached London in a letter in 1820, told of an encounter in 1789 by convicts and a party of marines while on a hunting trip. The men killed a bunch of wallabies and were returning to the settlement when, atop a nearby hill, they saw an animal observing them among the trees, which they later claimed was twice the height of an ordinary man. Just a quick question. Back then, Go were on. people normally two feet tall? Yes. Okay, so it could be anything at that point. It could be pretty much anything. Okay, keep going. Rex Gilroy is effectively Australia's Lauren Coleman. Uh, Gilroy has an impressive webpage dedicated to the pursuit and proving Australia's large ape-like beasts. He for better or worse, is entirely convinced of their existence and mm. has clearly spent the better part of his life dedicated to their discovery. His page is kind of a treat. It's like definitely old school internet vibes no. um, through and through. Lots of links that are broken or just go to like 404 <laughs> pages and shit. A lot of like little gifts. Probably has a hit counter at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Like the sparkling alien gif. And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the hit counter. There are hit counters and shit. Um, in his own words, quote, I have been researching the Yowie mystery for 36 years and at age 49, I still have no intention of quitting the search. He's like 73 now. Heather, my wife of the past 21 years, has joined me in this quest. With at least 5,000 Yowie reports in my files and a growing collection of footprint plaster casts of the creatures, any normal person would seem justified in saying that we have more than enough to prove the existence of Australia's Bigfoot. But mm -hmm. as nothing short of actual physical proof, such as fossil or recent skeletal remains or a living specimen, will ever convince the scientific community of the existence of the, quote, hairy man, our search must continue. Sounds yes, a little bit, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit like, well, nothing's good enough for scientists, apparently. My very next line, he may be a bit of a nutter, but he has collected thousands of first-hand accounts regarding the Yowie. His site features links to evidence from 1700 to 1799, 1800 <laughs> to 1899. to 1701. <laughs> 1701 to 1702. list goes on a lot. <laughs> a very long time. Allow me to cover it all. <laughs> And from 1900 to the year the Matrix came out, but nothing more. He recounts, Back in 1898, a Mr. Jack Petheridge was one of a party of graziers in, in search of good pasture lands beyond Broome, in the, quote, top end of Western Australia, on the fringe of the wild northwest Kimberley region. You know where that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, penetrating inland across the Fitzroy River, they, they entered the Oscar Range country. Jack was 25 years old at the time and a good shot with a rifle, supplying the group with kangaroo meat during the expedition. What follows is from Jack's own diary, still preserved by descendants now living in Perth. My companions and I had been out from Broome for about two months, and as we were low on food again, I went out one day to shoot more game. I approached a stand of trees and dense shrubbery. When it was but 30 yards distant, I heard rustling among the foliage. Then, to my horror... An enormous ape of the gorilla family emerged into view, fully 14 feet in height. Jesus. His snarling mouth displayed large teeth, and his eyes were deeply set with thin, thick eyebrows. His forehead slumped... Wait, 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 wait. Is that good? His eyes were deeply set within thick eyebrows. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you think? With thin, thick eyebrows. <laughs> with thin, thick eyebrows. <laughs> um, his forehead sloped back and long, thick, reddish-brown hair trailed from his head, which was sunk into the shoulders, giving him a stooped gait. I observed his large genitals and his strong, muscular body <laughs> and arms, which appeared much longer than a normal man's. 
So, all right, we got someone who does know how to do cryptozoology right. Exactly. His hands and fingers were very large, and he gripped a high tree branch with his left hand as he stood looking menacingly at me. And his large genitals with the other hand (laughs) while he was looking right at me. His hand began to move. The man ape began advancing toward me, and it was then that I fired a shot at the brute's chest. He screamed and clutched his chest, but kept coming. So I fired again, a fatal shot, at his head, and brought him down only feet from me. The man-ape was covered over much of his body in thick reddish-brown hair and had very large feet with an opposable big toe. I ran back to camp to tell my disbelieving companions, but after they saw the body, the first thought was how many more of these gorillas were thereabouts. But the creature's great height and bulk was much more than any ordinary gorilla, to our knowledge. And, anyway, what were such animals doing in Australia? The men left this gorilla lying there and abandoned the region to head for home. Jack later returned to the area with a naturalist, but by then, months had passed. Mm. One of the more controversial sightings comes in the form of a photograph from 1936, which I'll show you now. So in the picture, there's two guys to the right at a logging camp, and Mm -hmm. in the background on the left, there is what appears to be a figure sitting on a log. Um, It looks much larger than them. But, uh, and this is uh, part of a series of images taken by Rich Jones while working at this isolated loggers camp in uh, Batlow. So is that one of their friends, the Yowie, just like hanging out with them on a lunch break? That's what a lot of people would like to believe, though um, in truly all reality, not just likelihood, this is 100% pareidolia. pareidolia. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's what I'd be to ask. Is, is it yes. what they're trying to claim is that it was just sitting with them, no problem? That it was like, just, just sitting there in the out? background yeah. or somehow wasn't noticed is also <laughs> yeah. a, a spin I've heard on this one. But I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, but still, you can see what people are seeing. Sure. It's a fun shape. Um, I should, if I can find it, I want to show you a fun picture I saw on the internet recently. They said like the capture was, nature is terrifying. And it was a root mound of a tree that had fallen over next to another tree. And the root mound ended up coming in contact with the second tree in such a way to look like a demon like hiding behind the tree and peering out from behind it spooky yeah pretty cool that is cool but um you know despite all these old accounts they keep coming in much much like the uh bigfoot accounts so yeah i have a few more if you're interested absolutely Uh, so one day in 1977 two young property workers brothers vince and trevor collins were driving a truck along a bush track about 10 kilometers north of jimberinga (laughs) jimberinga When they heard a loud uh, crash on their cabin roof, then another on the back of their vehicle. Stopping to check, they realized two large rocks had been hurled at their vehicle from a roadside scrub. Damn. Looking back along the road, they beheld a, mass- a quote, massive, upright-walking, black-haired, gorilla-like monster um, emerging from the bushes onto the road, waving a large tree limb menacingly and making an unearthly, terrible, loud snarling sound. Quote, he was only 100 yards away and beginning to stride toward us, all the time brandishing the tree limb at us. We, c- we could make out his sex and that he was very hairy and had a gorilla, a large gorilla-like head, a nightmarish, ugly brute. By now, we were frantically climbing back into our truck, and as I increased speed, he had already, already begun running swiftly in long strides toward us waving the tree limb and screaming. Kind of picturing that one scene in Jurassic Park when they're in the Jeep trying to zoom away from the T-Rex. Yes, exactly. Must go faster. Must go faster. faster. (laughs) Our last sight of him was from a distance as we drove off along the road. He stood there for a moment watching our escape, then threw the tree limb aside and strode off into the trees. So as I mentioned above, uh, Dean Harrison holds Mm. interviews. Um, He's done a ton, but here's a good one from 2016 with a witness who experienced something in uh, Gungura, Victoria. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have a couple clips. Oh, nice. 
The clip in full is eight minutes long. It's definitely worth listening to, but here we can listen to it. It was roughly about 10 o'clock. I was driving south towards Orbos, 10 o'clock at night, and it was a dirt road, windy sort of road. It's, it's a logging road, doing roughly about uh, 80 kilometres an hour. To my right-hand side, I saw something in, up in the bush. I had my high beams on. It ran probably, I only missed it, probably by about a metre. This thing ran out in front of my car. It would have easily been about 10 foot tall. I was looking up for out of my ute. I was having to crouch my head down and just sort of then look up to sort of see its head because where I was sitting, I couldn't see the top of its head. Wow, so very big. Very but big. Also, I mean, this is neither here nor there, but I was interested in that they, in Australia, apparently use both the metric system and the... Uh, yeah, very yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's kilometer, them. meters and feet <laughs> right. together. I mean, why not? Um, so he slows, you know, this thing like runs across the path of his car. He comes to a stop about 50 meters ahead from where it happens because it's a dirt road. He doesn't want to smash down on the brakes and go skidding. Mm-hmm. So he stops his car. He, um, is kind of freaked out like anyone would be if even like a deer, you know, jumps in front of your car. It's like, oh my goodness. And, uh, he checks his cell phone for service as he's up in the, uh, wooded mountains and wants to know where he was on the map. His truck is equipped with strong LED parking lights, and then... Looked up from my phone, I've looked in the rearview mirror. I could see this thing coming back out of the bush onto the road towards me, and it was running. Standing upright, it was running. So I straight put the car into gear, and I've started driving. Basically, I put my foot to the floor. This thing kept up with me until I reached about the, the 80 kilometer an hour mark, and then I lost it. When it looked at me, it had really big eyes. It must have been from the light, the reflection of the light from my vehicle that was almost like that, like a yellowy sort of orange. Hmm. As I said, really tall, uh, really hairy. I could smell, it was a horrible, horrible smell. It was almost like a rotten egg gas smell. I do appreciate that he acknowledges that it's probably a reflection in the eyes as opposed to saying, oh, it had glowing eyes. eyes. It's a monster. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, right, the full interview is like eight minutes long, but I like it very much for the way he repeats details spontaneously and with very simple language the whole time. To my ear, he is just honestly recalling a very upsetting event yeah. that now is playing over and over in his mind so he's just yeah. like and then this happened and and yes that happened that happened and then this and then that and he kind of goes back over the story like three times over as this guy uh as dean is interviewing him but that kind of consistency with which he's like staging each totally. block of the story it's like whoa what did this guy see so as he drives away from the creature, it finally lets out what he describes as a very upsetting screech or roar that disturbs mm. him even in the retelling. He's like, you know, oh, it's making my hair stand up on end just talking about it, he says. Wow. Um, and he struggles to articulate exactly what it was like, but settles for the approximation of, quote, almost like a screech crossed with a roar, but it was extremely ra- uh, loud. A scroar. A scroar. So I have two clips from sort of recent time um purporting to be vocalizations in north america okay in the first one this is uh two guys that were camped in washington with their horses they were hearing this weird roar several times throughout the day 
but this was the only time they were able to record it on video. Uh, whatever it was badly upset the dogs and horses that they have with them. Um, you can hear the horses in the background freaking out super bad. Mm. They post the video in the hopes that someone will help them identify whatever makes the noise. So Cool. One second. So those are the horses freaking out. Mm. It's broad daylight. Mm-hmm. Just kind of panning around looking. More horse upsetness. Ooh. The hell was that? Agreed. <laughs> Have a sound exactly. I do appreciate the kind of validation from the horses <laughs> that something is, is very wrong. Very wrong, yeah. Yeah, the horses were not having fun. Um, and then we have another clip, which I'm calling a freaky scream. This hiker, by his description, has pursued what he thinks is a Sasquatch into the bush a ways. This is still in that North America. Smart. Yeah, right. Exactly. But um, honestly, it sounds like the kind of thing I would do. Yeah. What's that? I go see. I have to know. <laughs> And uh, he gets close, apparently, but it's out of view, and then he hears this. A little whoop, kind of, not whoops. A couple whoops. Do you think the title of the video is kind of overselling it? I take it back. All right. It says, man records real blood curdling Bigfoot screams. I know, these titles are terrible. Yeah. Was, after hearing this, it's like, whoop, whoop. like, that's not really a blood curdling scream, but then that last sound happens, so. All right. Because your blood curdled a not little yet. bit. Yeah, he chased it into the bush, but then he's standing here just on the side of, like, not going it's, into. It's kind of strange. I mean, you get the feeling the thing is probably up the way that way. Sure. But it still could be gimmicked yeah. for sure. Suffice it to say, that kind of noise hits me as something that if I were to suddenly hear, I would describe as somewhere between a roar and a shriek. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, or, you know, whatever it was before. I think a, a, scroar, a scream and a roar. Something like that. And then lastly, I have some footage taken at night um, in 2018. This guy happens to capture something big. He's looking. He says there's a Yowie there, but he can't quite see it on the camera himself. Mm -hmm. But in reviewing the video, as these things often happen, he... Find something was there. All Find along. something was there. So sounds kind of like the skunk cape situation, which I you will see coming. Panning around with the light. Oh, oh, pretty well off of, the ground. Pair of red eyes back there, glinting out of the darkness. Yeah, pretty wide set us apart and yeah. um, well off the ground too. This is easily uh, six or seven foot off. Sure. Um, he comes back in the day to try to get a metric on it. Uh, that's pretty cool. But the spacing of it and the general shape reminded me very much of this image. Yeah, from of the, of the, skunk, skunk of the skunk ape image, um, purported image, which I covered back in uh, episode 25, Calendar Birthday. Yeah. So, right. I guess otherwise I have that link to the Gary interview, which we I won't go into now, but I'll just keep with... Before you do, just mention Calendar Birthday. That's kind of where we're at now, too. Exactly. We could maybe do Calendar Birthday. Well, I'd even uh, put up at the top here, Wowie Yowie, happy early second year birthday to us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyhow, you know, I guess my take home, as ever with Bigfoot stuff, is 
it's real (laughs) (laughs) um no uh fun fun food for the imagination and it does sound like folks are experiencing something out there but we'll have to wait and see i like it a lot that's all very cool stuff story i realize i haven't really heard very many first-hand accounts of yaoi uh, encounters and right. i i like them they're very cool very spooky much like in north america there are many missings <laughs> missings person <laughs> missing persons <laughs> accounts that are becoming attributed to possible interesting megafauna if you will i think i will well thank you for sharing mr show and uh i did find that image i was telling you about the tree oh yeah, that's fun zoomed in that's as cool Let's if you were to see that at night really quickly, you'd be like... You'd be unhappy for oh having God. seen it. What the hell did I see? Yeah, well, I can post that too if anyone cares. It's demon roots. The roots of all evil. Oh, there it is. That scream. Oh. Yeah, that'd be very, very freaky to hear in the woods. Either one of them. I mean, it easily, easily could be hoaxed, but a lot of people, of course, they that YouTube channel, they take submissions from just people, mm-hmm. but they also go around, look, they like aggregate purported sasquatch videos and they mm-hmm. always like clickbait the fuck out of the titles <laughs> and the thumbnails and shit but like there's actually kind of cool shit in there in amongst yeah. but they take like everything so you got to like watch them and then go like that's clearly bullshit <laughs> and then a couple you're like hmm but mm-hmm. the the clickbait titles are horrible yeah <laughs> best evidence this one's even better that best evidence it's the most caps evidence it's ever the betterestest yeah yeah have to check out some of the oh. it's a bit, well I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I had something else. Okay. The one final bit. This is just a clip from the Gary interview, but I felt like this would give you an appropriate quick tip. Okay. <laughs> and you couldn't see any uh, genitals? I couldn't see, couldn't see its penis at all. No. At least we're all on the right page. So I felt like it was due diligence, too. <laughs> yes. We don't have to keep that in. No, we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty pleased with the number of people today who have yeah. Like, when you read the, the first, <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone understands. Uh, if you're we a could... new listener, when you see a weird creature you don't understand, yeah, or something just inexplicable out in the wilds in your day to day life, and you don't know what's happening, make sure to look for genitals. Mm-hmm. This is something that everyone seems to do when they encounter weird creatures. Sometimes even before they're sure of what they're looking at yeah like before they fully described what it might be like oh it was some weird bat monster oh i don't know what it was like the, but it definitely did not have def- a penis yes <laughs> which all started with uh, the chupacabra the, the original chupacabra cat. exactly getting down on the floor to look out <laughs> her window to look like well what's down there let me check so that's what kind of heat that's what that's about if it's you're coming new, off it uh <laughs> what kind of heat is coming off of that bad boy or girl or girl we or, don't know or, Yep. Yeah, so I don't know how the chupacabra identifies. Yeah, it's true. Partly because it's not real. <laughs> just, I have nothing else to okay. say. It's true. Um, but that actually is a good, uh, kind of a good segue to my story because I think the reason the chupacabra for so many years was my favorite cryptid is because of the different kind of boxes it checks for me that are just really tantalizing. It's scary, which is cool. Yeah, it seems like it could be out there, and it's some kind of really unknowable other sort of mm-hmm. monster type thing, and it really is is so far outside of the realm of just normal basic biology. Like, you know, Sasquatch, Skunk, Ape, Yowie, all that stuff could be just an undiscovered species of ape. Right. But this is just some totally different thing oh, that doesn't fit anywhere into 
into normal ideas of evolution. So it's just like a, a true monster. I see. Um, I see. But it's meant to be a flesh and blood creature as opposed to a ghost or some kind but of other scary really thing. But it's truly like aberrant, kind of strange. Right. And so I think that's why that kind of stuff appeals to me. And that's why I keep leaning towards these ghoul type stories. Crawlers and... You got the Lovecraft bug. A little bit, yeah. Today, of course, is no different as we've established. Mm-hmm. So first up is a post by Redditor. Call you next Tuesday. Uh, her actual name is Brittany, I guess. Um... Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but she's got a pretty rude name. Call you next Tuesday. Oh, I just got that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That or you could say uh, Copper Nanotube also works for that. Um, oh, the atomic symbol. God. Yes. That's oh, a, I even, had to do the math. That's an even more unfortunate one because the actual acronym for it, because it was a non-English speaker who wrote the initial paper who made that particular material. They did not know what they were saying over and over again in their peer-reviewed oh, publication. No. But it's there. Oh, it's official. Oh, my God. That is... That's a paper right there. It is. My goodness gracious. Well, I now get this username and I have a different appreciation for all that's about to fall. Anyway. Yes. That's one is, for people at home to do themselves. <laughs> so this person's get name is Brittany and, and uh, sent angry letters to Brittany um, from four years ago. <laughs> yeah. this, uh, it's entitled Footsteps. This was four years ago. I was 22 at the time. My boyfriend, my boyfriend, <laughs> my boyfriend Toby and I live in the Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina. We both grew up in a very small town of 2,000 people. When we got together, we decided that we should do something we always wanted to do, move into the city. Mm-hmm. We drove our U-Haul up to the unique but old Rondette community I had found <laughs> online. I didn't know what a Rondette was until looking this up, but it's like an octagonal little like bungalow kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, so that's just... Octagonal? Yes. Wow. Rondette. Uh, we visited a month prior to check it out and loved it. The only thing, looking back now, that would have shown that something wasn't quite right was the lack of neighbors or traffic the hour we were there, mm-hmm. even though there were at least 40 rondettes on the side of the hill overlooking the city. Asking the realtor why this was, she shrugged it off and explained that a lot of college students lived there and were mostly at class, work, asleep. I also chalked it up to the community being on the outskirts of the city, which was already in the middle of the mountains. Mm-hmm. A lot of the traffic wouldn't quite reach. Mm-hmm. Um I guess it's in the city. They moved to the city, but decided not to be actually in the city. <laughs> yeah, I guess right. it's a good transition from such a small town. Which is it? Yeah. Uh, the day we moved in, we finally met a neighbor. She was in her 30s with a smiling face, gypsy skirt, and blue streaks in her hair. I was reassured at finding a neighbor and introduced both of us. I'm Brittany, and this is Toby. We just moved in down there. Put it down the hill at a rondad that sat off about 40 feet from other, the other two at its side. She frowned slightly, but took my hand. I shook my hand. Uh, I'm Lisa. Welcome to the community. That one, you say? It's been empty for a month now. The young guy before you only stayed a few months. I'm glad to, um, I'm glad to have another neighbor. <laughs> and then he turned into blood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the other two beside you have the same story. No one's in them now, either. I remember finding that, that a little odd, because we specifically had only those three to pick from. All the others were full. I just assumed that the three together uh, being open at once was a coincidence. So it's the three rondettes nearest the woods. Um, I want to say bye to Lisa, realizing it was getting dark and we at least needed our bed set up. As I went to walk down the hill, she said in a low but carrying voice to avoid going out after, after sundown. Avoid going out after sundown. <laughs> Beware the Isles of Marsh. <laughs> uh, when I turned to ask her why, she'd already turned up one of the narrow dirt trails that snaked in different directions up to the other rondettes. Of course she did. Uh, we set up our bed and unpacked our necessities then promptly fell in bed exhausted. That night, our dog paced and whined a little bit, but I assumed it was because of our new surroundings and the neighborhood dogs barking and went back to sleep. Uh, for the next few weeks, we unpacked and worked, happy with our little uh, our little one-bedroom home and having fun exploring our new city. 
Our dog still hadn't settled down, but we hoped he was just restless with all the new unexplored woods around us. We never hurt any of our neighbors. We had been there almost a month when things started getting odd. Mm -hmm. I feel like it would get odd from the get-go because you're living in a fucking octagon. (laughs) I mean, it has different rooms in it and stuff. It's not just one big open octagon. Can't stand it. (laughs) Uh, Our bedroom was at the back of the (laughs) room, Dad. Houses should be longer than they are wide. (laughs) Very tall. (laughs) And mostly underground. (laughs) And also submarines somehow. Yes, or coffins. (laughs) Or coffins. Uh, our bedroom was at the back of the rondette, sitting on the hillside. The front half of the house sat on stilts facing into a valley and a thicket of woods. Our bedroom had massive windows taking up almost the entire back wall. Our bed was placed a- uh, head first at these windows, which overlooked a small path that wrapped around the back of the house and up onto our front porch. A small patch of bamboo trees created a natural privacy fence behind the path. Mm-hmm. Over the years, they made a blanket of dead leaves along uh, on the walkway. One night... After we'd been laying in bed for about an hour, I started to drift off when I hear crunch, crunch, crunch on the leaves behind our house. It sounded like someone walking almost up to the windows, then stopping. Ooh. From the front living room, I heard our dog growling, just like he did every night. I realized it was about this time of night when he made noise before. I woke up a little more, trying to figure out what it was. After listening for what seemed like an hour, the steps never retreated, so I finally drifted back to sleep. Hmm. I woke up again to the steps, crunch 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 they faded i sighed rolled over went back to sleep there's kind of something seeming to walk up and then uh, Mm -hmm. walk away again Mm -hmm. Uh, the following morning i remembered what happened related to toby baby it was just an animal don't worry about it Uh, i agreed reassured and went back to work until that night again at the same time of night i heard Mm. the steps crunch 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 they had taken an extra step this time my dog was growling deep and long again listening for the steps to retreat i fell asleep Woke up again to the steps walking away. They're always slow-paced and spaced a few seconds apart. I felt a beat of doubt at their deliberate pace, but fell asleep Mm -hmm. and turned it over in my mind. This went on for a week. Every night they walked an extra step. Get a security camera. Yeah. What are you doing? Every night they walked an extra step, stood for a while, then walked the same pace away. It was getting more and more strange. I tried to wake Toby when they happened, but he's a heavy sleeper. By the time I get him awake, they were gone. This is getting serious. They were almost to our bedroom window. While at work one day, I decided I would look at what time the steps showed up, how Mm -hmm. long whatever it was stood there, and then left. So that night, I turned my head to the foot of the bed, staring at our bedside clock. I was nervous because our curtains were white and thin. What if it was a person and they could see inside? I scooted further into the blankets. I lay waiting (laughs) until finally I heard them. It was exactly 3 a.m. I started the same creepy pace. While I held my breath, they walked on. It says crunch a bunch of times, but with now we know multiple <laughs> seconds pause. I'm not going to say crunch that crunch, much. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Stop. Uh, I looked at the window. Sounds like a workout. Uh, there was a shadow, but it couldn't be accurate. The silu- what? Uh, the s- Go on, I know. The silhouette, less than a foot away from the window. Oh, I see. Was at least seven feet tall and very thin. No limbs were clearly visible, but the head sat on a spindly long neck. Could it be human? It didn't look like it. I couldn't make out movements while it walked, just the same measured steps, almost like floating. As it stood there, not even swaying the way people st- um, will when standing still for long periods, I chanced to glance at the clock. It was nine after three. I lay still and waited again. My heart was beating loudly. I was panicking at this point. Still, no movement. None. I remember that clearly. Finally, after what seemed like an eternity, it moved backwards. It didn't turn. It didn't shuffle around to walk the way it came. It simply moved the other way across the window. 
in mm. those creepy, slow, perfect steps. When I couldn't hear anymore, I looked at the clock. It was 4.10 a.m. This thing stood outside my bedroom window, motionless, for a solid hour. I feel like I would have punched my partner awake at that point. Yeah, but at the same time, if it was right outside your window, would you want to make that big of a commotion to get its attention? Oh, yeah. <laughs> subtle punching. <laughs> subtle punching. You are a very subtle puncher, I should say. You give yeah. this. <laughs> they do the job, but it's very unnoticeable. I woke Toby up then, telling him the whole story. He seemed doubtful. It's so stressful and frustrating when someone keeps calming you down and giving you an answer you know for a fact is bullshit. This kept on for weeks. The thing kept walking further and further across the window. Get a fucking camera. An extra step each night. I counted. At the same time, 3 a.m., and sit for an hour on the dot each time. I timed it. Yeah, this would have been... So this was four years ago, and it was eight years ago. It would have been 2011. There were cameras. I was terrified. There were cameras. There were cameras. There was... That was At least one camera. There was at least one camera available I'm somewhere. i sure a lot of people borrowed it, but it was there. <laughs> I was terrified. Even my dog had stopped growling when the shadow hit my curtains, and instead he whined softly and cowered in the living room. He was normally fearless. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't getting sleep, and I stopped trying to tell Toby what was going on. I wanted to check the path out back, but I was hesitant to go back there. What if it picked up my scent? <laughs> Toby started to worry about me. He finally wanted to know what was going on. Toby, it's not an animal. I grew up in the woods on a farm. It's not an animal. I was angry, exhausted, and sick of the situation. Finally, he agreed to stay up and watch with me that night. Like clockwork, at 3 a.m. it came. Crunch. Crunch. No, I won't do that. Uh, I looked at Toby. He looked confused. I was waiting for you to go, crouch. Crouch. <laughs> that crouch. It sidled up sexily to the house. <laughs> Somehow making a sexy footstep sound, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, more crunch sounds. His eyes widened when it passed our window. Crunch, 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 crunch. And then it stopped. <laughs> Ran uh, up that time. Crunch, like, crunch, crunch, crunch. Um... <laughs> It was up to our porch <laughs> trailing. I heard a thump, which was new, mm. then silence. I pointed at the clock, indicating for him to watch how long it just stood there, motionless. Sure enough, after an hour, it walked back by our window, blocking the light from the small outside lanterns that lined the dirt paths. No one used them at night. Why they were there, I don't know. Finally, it was gone. Toby whispered, what the fuck was that? I was satisfied he now understood, but he also had no answers. The next day, Toby went out back to investigate. He rushed back inside, pale. Britt, there was something wedged in our porch railing. He held out his hand as if to give me something. He dropped it in my hand, and after looking at it, I dropped it with a gasp. Hit the floor and bounced a few feet. It was a tooth. It looked like a human back molar with a ring of blood around its base. <laughs> we were stared at each other in silence. That was embedded in the railing at the end of the porch? I asked. Right where it stopped. Yes, root down. I had to use my camping knife to pry it out. Part of the roots broke off. It was so far into the wood. Ugh. We moved the next week, lost our deposit, quit our jobs we both loved, and left the city we loved more. We had to move back at home because it was such short notice. We never told anyone else, including the neighbors. Thinking back, Lisa's warning, the reason why none of the rondettes next to the woods kept tenants, I think they already knew. We never asked. We know what we saw. We never figured out what it was, and we never went back. Mm-hmm. So, pretty spooky. It is spooky. Uh, Brittany did draw what she saw, what she put in a separate post. So, this is what they saw passing by their window each night. Hmm. A pretty uh, creepy shaped silhouette mm-hmm. slowly moving its way past the windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see it's got like 400 joints on its legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks like it's got, yeah, so there's the kind of the hips, mm-hmm. there's the knees, and then like kind oh, of there animal you go. like. Oh, there you Animal like. Um, the heel. Yeah. Digitigrade walking. Digitigrade. As opposed yes. to our plantigrade way of locomoting. So, uh, four months ago, she followed up with a post called, What is this thing following me? 
Mm. This opens with a drawing of what she's seeing, but I'll save that for a little while. Oh, boy. So she says, I wanted to post an anonymous throwaway account, but I realized that my face would be in the pictures anyway. Plus, I would forget to check the other account. So Mm -hmm. she didn't want anyone to associate this with her, but she was going to post pictures that would have her in it anyway. She was like, yeah, whatever. Oh, boy. Um, I still want to keep this as quiet as possible. I live in a small town in the Bible Belt that wouldn't look at me positively if this gets around. Anyway, I've been having a kind of reoccurring dream about a monster. I say kind of because it's always doing something different, but the creature is the same. Hmm. I'm paralyzed in my bed, sitting up on my elbows when I hear the noise. It's shuffling, and that's enough. I'm terrified because I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. My bedroom looks into my kitchen area, and the kitchen and my bedroom share a wall with my dining room. The noises always start in the dining room. I watch this thing shuffle like a human snake, sometimes with a jerky motion into view. It's sniffing and moving with its head down, although I've seen it standing. It's all, I'm always piss your pants terrified, no matter how many times I see it or how long it's been. So, like a snake, does that mean it's like on the ground? It's just like kind of like yeah, just shuffling its way in on. But she said sometimes it'll be, it'll be standing up too. Ugh. I feel waves of dread coming off this thing. It somehow always recognizes that I'm awake and watching. It turns quickly and just stares at me an uncomfortably long time until it decides to slowly come towards me. Its walk after it sees me gets more jerky, almost like it's excited, and it clasps its mm. mouth open and closed repeatedly. Ooh. I always wake up right as it gets to the edge of my bed. It pops a hand up first, then I see its eyes peek over. Then I'm awake, lying just like I was in the dream, crying and shaking. Oh my god. So, just said you've seen this thing approaching you, knowing it's a dream, right, but it's approaching but still, and you wake up and you're exactly where you were in the dream, uh, seeing the same thing you're seeing, except it's not there. That's freaky. Yeah. Uh, I've also seen it at the end of my bed, looking at me like a lizard, cold and clinical, calculating. <laughs> Almost out of its peripheral vision, I think. Mm-hmm. It's hard to judge. Its eyes are pitch black and seem to differ in size from moment to moment. <laughs> if I tell my friend about my latest dream, they remembered a photo I showed them of me showing off my new Dragon Ball Z shirt. Something was crouched <laughs> watching me half in the doorway, so they pointed it out. Uh-huh. This is the photo she's talking about. It is... Uh, wait, one sec. Oops, sir. Yep. Uh, yeah. So this is her... There was something in the background here, which oh, I think is just really looking thing. It looks kind of like there's like an eye there, maybe some shape mm-hmm. to it. And her friend pointed out when she sent the photo, it's like, oh, what's that there? And her thinking nothing of it. Um, oh, like, man. She compared my drawing above to uh, to it and saw some similarities, but didn't panic yet. My house is haunted. Everyone you ask will verify it. Damn thing is 70 years old and six or seven people have died in it, so no wonder. <laughs> That shit every thought, year <laughs> every year six to seven people die oh i think you said 67 oh, and if it's geez, 70 so years six, old i was imagining I almost every single year <laughs> yep there's another one there goes another one six to six seven okay two seven sorry <laughs> uh that's right thin thin thick yes uh that shit i talk about sometimes only to internet strangers and close friends still worried that it will get around my small town may the two never meet yes uh, regardless, I attributed most of the anomalies in the pictures to my haunted house, but I wasn't scared at the time. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, my house is haunted, kind of, oh whatever, like not taking it that seriously, but mm-hmm. like whatever, it's not anything. Right. Again, how in denial can one person be? I think in one of the comments on this, she rep- replied to, she said like, oh yeah, my friend and I saw it. It's like, oh, who's who's your friend in the background? And she saw it, it's like, oh, it's a ghost, whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't think it was much of anything. Mm-hmm. But then started thinking about this dream she kept having. Mm-hmm. Um. Then I told another friend. This time they reminded me of when I lived in the city with my ex and kept hearing footsteps outside my home and seeing a thing. So referring to the previous story we had. Mm -hmm. I drew a picture of what I saw and wrote about it before but posted to no sleep. So this is the creepypasta subreddit. Um, I was very new and didn't know that no sleep is mostly fiction and that everyone has to pretend it's real. That really disappointed me so I didn't seek out advice again until now. 
she was like wanting help with that situation and everyone was like oh yeah it's like good story kind of monster yeah and so right. didn't really help at all so this one she posted to the crawler sightings uh mm. also this was so spread out that i kept writing it off and forgot now after i put this together i'm desperate and scared i've only seen it in my dreams and in pictures directly behind me or staring at me but never fully conscious i found the rake through google searches what is it why should i be scared how do i get rid of it i'll post the pictures to my imager today this is a drawing of what she's been seeing in her dreams. Huh. Yeah. Very similar in shape as far as what... Um, it's reiki for sure. Very reiki, but also very similar to what she saw walking outside of her door. If this were up on its hind legs, yeah, it would look a lot like the thing she drew in her other it picture. It also reminds me of the ghoul white walker thingy-majigs, whatever those are, uh, that people have seen, like the ranch. Um, I think they just call those crawlers, yeah. Crawlers, okay. Yeah. So that's why it's in this particular subreddit. So here's mm-hmm. a Dragon Ball Z photo. Mm-hmm. There's some Ugh. other thing in the background. It's a like weird what? looking face thing. I don't know. It's supposed to be something in a window, but it's like... Eh, I can sort of see something. Maybe. Probably pareidolia, but it could yeah, be something. Yeah, well, uh, Again, some, some serious pareidolia. When he starts... There's a blur. This, yeah. Stephen was like some kind of... It's a motion blur photo like of something in the grass. Like Who knows what that is? That's, Probably yeah, nothing. inconclusive. Uh, this one, I'll get back to you in a second because it comes from later. Oop, yep. Yeah, I found the rake. So then, here's some replies she had to comments down below post see i'm getting worried that it might be becoming dangerous thus this post this shit is escalating during an argument with me my roommate was scratched deeply across the throat i'm waking with bruises and i'm sore constantly so the photo was of a scratch on her roommate's throat which is like first of all hmm. do something with your facial hair dude either do or don't there's no in between <laughs> he's got sort of a not quite shaved not quite beard he put a lot of water on his chin and dipped it into some pepper yes and not the good pepper the cheap pepper <laughs> but there's a scratch going across his throat that doesn't look too fun nope uh, and there's the one, shaving. one. Yeah. Yeah. yes that is the photos so regardless even if i'm wrong and fighting windmills here i still want this thing gone i've smudged my house saged it and got my aura cleanse whatever that i should put that in quotes uh nothing has worked i just want to know how to get rid of this thing who the hell do I talk to? The local preachers think I'm crazy. I just want it gone and a full night's sleep. Didn't pass her discernment, clearly. <laughs> yes, exactly. A call back to last week's episode. And, um, <laughs> so, yeah, just another interesting Spooky. kind of take on the ghoul account. So, mm-hmm. the second part of it is all dreams. Uh, mm-hmm. Although she's seeing, thinking she's seeing it in photos, too. The first one is actually seeing something outside the window. So... It's interesting because, like, I feel like one informed the other, whereas, like, the dreams are probably just, like, just straight-up nightmares. Uh, definitely the imagery is in- influenced by the rake. Even yeah, if, you know, for sure. Lo- even if she didn't know what the rake was until looking she it up. She very much name-dropped it, she, though. When she started looking into it, she found the rake, like, oh, this is it. But probably at some point saw artwork of someone depicting it before yeah. she knew what it was and then yeah. had that in mind that would then kind of lead to those specific nightmares. But the fact that she found it looking to look so similar to what she had seen at the previous place she lived, mm-hmm. I was like, what was that outside of a window and like approaching each night and stuff? Just a neat, creepy kind of thing. It's, yeah, it's very eerie. Um, I, anytime I do any of these Reddit kind of posts, I tend to try and look at the person's profile and see what other posts they have to try and say, mm-hmm. okay, are they are they someone who is prone to writing fiction? Are they bullshitting here? Trying to see if I can find some shred of validity to any of it. It seems like it kind of might be a real thing that oh, she like as nice. far as like, she seems earnest about it like her very yeah she's saying, she's saying that she posted in no sleep the first time because she was new and didn't understand how stuff worked her <laughs> very first post is in no sleep it's that one and like all of her com like, her replies to her are like well what do i do like and stuff so it's, it's 
Okay, that helps. Described. My but initial at the same time, it's it does yeah. sound like it could be some spooky spaghetti. Yes, but, indeed. Uh, the that kind of um uh, self-defense of like oh, I innocently posted it in the spooky stories forum but i really actually wanted help because it's real now i'm posting it here in the quote-unquote real section right but the fact that it was yeah four years apart it wasn't like she was like oh that didn't get as viral as i hoped let me try it again now like almost half a decade yeah so it's several years later in between a bunch of just posts on different subreddits about just normal kind of stuff right um like oh having car trouble like how do i do this thing she does have that dragon ball z t-shirt though (laughs) it's a bad sign (laughs) Alienating probably some good portion of our listeners. Oh no! Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> story checks out in as much as that was her first place she posted was there. Yeah. So I want to give the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, I don't know that I believe a scary monster was approaching her her uh, rondette and then embedded a tooth in the railing. No. Um, no. But I don't know. It's like it's with any of these ghoul stories. It's like it can't be real. But boy, is it creepy. It is creepy. No, totally. Again, if I was in that situation, though, I would have purchased at least one of the five cameras in existence. If, yeah. In 2011? 2011, I think, yeah. If it's happening that consistently every night at the same time, doing the same thing each time, like trail cameras are kind of pricey. But I mean, even after you get, you can even get just some other just kind of cheaper a, camera, yeah, and have it just set like it put up it, inside, set it up inside, and just put it like between the window and the curtain, right? Put it outside, or at the um, very least, record it manually when you are awake at three a.m. That's true. Record the shadow. At least going get the by. shadow. Yeah, then you can validate your case. Yeah. How much stronger would that be if someone had recorded it? Oh, how creepy would that no be argument. to watch? But especially, I'm just picturing what trail camera footage would look like of that happening too. Yeah, be, oh, just awful. Uh, if only so this, huh. is this kind of thing we're so not keep imagining like if i were to have an encounter like this or to have some sort of sighting how awesome it would be to then try and get that footage and right. then watch it because i want to see these things so no, badly totally. That'd be amazing. even though there's absolutely no reason to believe they exist there's no logical background to it at all other than ooh creepy thing um, <laughs> i want it no i hear you i hear you that'd be so cool oh yeah. my goodness so that's our kind of indulging ourselves yes, episode yes. for this uh, <laughs> yeah another year around the horn another instance of us doing the same thing indeed I didn't even realize it had been a full year since we just did that. about yeah, yeah that's pretty fun I guess it would Go be figure. probably next week's episode will be the full year yeah. um, coming around because right. yeah next a week from today will be the first it'll be exactly be yeah. yeah damn I know it's crazy well we'll we'll make a bigger deal out of it next year when it's yeah. the actual day I guess yeah exactly <laughs> or next week next, me, week next week year. yeah. <laughs> Just skip our second, go to the third. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. Well, we thank you for joining us, for, for tolerating our, our excitement about some shit that you maybe don't care about. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. No, totally. And hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did. Yes. And uh, thank you for again for the mystery beer, Katie. Thank yes, you for the excellent on-the-ground reporting, the fire eater. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.